What is up, Devil fans? Welcome to the Trap Podcast. I am your host, Bill Botch. It is playoff time. Let's go. Devil's Rangers first round starts Tuesday. I have been waiting for this for so long. It is Saturday afternoon at approximately 1.39 p.m. and I am ready for some playoff hockey. It has been so long since the Devils have had an opportunity to actually win a playoff series. It's been over 10 years since the 2012 season. We had the we had that little run in 2018 when Taylor Hall dragged us into the playoffs, but we had no chance against the Tampa Bay Lightning. I feel pretty damn good going into this one. This is going to be a preview of our first round matchup versus our hated rivals, the New York Rangers. It's going to be a great series. It's been a great season. And I appreciate everybody for listening and, and spreading the love, for sure. So, let's go back in time. And let's think about... Let's think about way, way back. What happened the last time the Devils and the Rangers played in the playoffs? Because it's been a while. Oh, that's right, Henrique, it's over. It's over. So that game, that series went six. Obviously, uh, and one of the most famous goals in Devils history in the past 20-something years, maybe maybe ever, actually ever. Um, and you'd like to think there are going to be some huge goals that are scored uh, in this upcoming series. So we're going to break the entire series down for you guys. Strengths, weaknesses, what our concerns are, and much, much more. Um, you know, there's a couple ways that I, that I thought about that the Devils could approach the Rangers. Um, one of them w was something along these lines. You sneak into their house at 4am, which statistically speaking is the hour people are least prepared to defend themselves. Correct. And once you're standing over them as they sleep <laughs> in their bed, you start to beat them with a thick, heavy rope soaked in red paint pummeling them over and over <laughs> until they wake confusing the paint for their own blood when they beg you to stop you laugh as loud as you can <laughs> and then you start to beat them again <laughs> Oh, that's screwed up. <laughs> uh, let's welcome our buddy Pickle to the show. Pickle, welcome back, bud. How you doing? Hey, hey. Everything's great. How's Florida treating you? I know it's been an interesting couple of days 
Um, I don't know if you want to get yeah, into Bart, it, but um, yeah, I know you Bart, you blew your back Bart, out. I did. I blew my back out carrying the the rug out to the curb that uh, my dog uh, pooped on next to your side of the bed, and you stepped in. <laughs> yeah. So my my dad's got a new puppy. He's got a French bulldog, Norman, and um, he's working on getting the the puppy house trained. So when we went down to visit him. For spring break, uh, the kids were on spring break. We went down to Florida. We stayed with them. The dog took a shit right next to where I sleep on my side of the bed, and I stepped in it. Yeah. <laughs> you think yeah, it's funny? You think it's funny, but you're the one that broke your back lifting out the the carpet. But it was a pleasant surprise. I know. I know. Pleasant yeah. surprise start- uh, next to me. Yep. Yep. And I was taking my, uh, my, uh, soccer mom Pilates class Tuesday morning. And I wound up, I bent in a way that probably no 60 something year old man should bend. And, uh, you know, went home, grabbed that thing. And it was like lights out. It's all over. (laughs) Oh my God. But it's getting better. Yeah. Well, that's that's good to hear. Um, we were yep. all we were all thinking about you. You sounded like you were in some pretty rough shape the past couple of days. But we started. Oh, a, I have been. We started a little pickle appreciation thread on uh, on I saw that. Twitter. I and, saw that. And it's really cool to see. Just like there's no there's no fan base that's having more fun than the Devils fan base right now. That's for sure. Like the you know the funny stuff that you're seeing uh, at games and. People are just getting really into it, and this is just the tip of the iceberg when it comes to the future of not only the team but our fans being able to really be uh, part of the part of something. I was I saw Jersey Joe. Shout out to Jersey Joe. I saw that he posted something today saying like the New Jersey Devils, um, the team profits have been up like twenty five percent this year. Which goes to show you what happens when you win. You know what I mean? Um, But I I said that... uh, Here, let me get to it real quick. I said I would give a shout out to everybody that retweeted the picture of you. So um, That picture of me looked like the same face I had on... uh, Thursday when I got my colonoscopy. Oh, geez. I didn't know if you wanted to bring that up. <laughs> I, I wasn't oh, sure. There's no, nothing like having eight foot of fiber optics shoved up your ass. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. I was going to let you off the hook. I wasn't going to bring that up. No, but... What the hell? What the hell, man? It's the, pl- it's, it's the you playoffs. Know, all part of it. <laughs> it's the playoffs. That's right. We got to have fun with it <laughs> in a room full of all... Of course, every person in that room, there wasn't one guy in the room, even my doctor's a female. And it's like, you're laying in a fetal position. My (laughs) back is killing me, trying to act natural. It's like, there's no way to act natural. Before they put me out, I'm like begging for them to knock me out so I could get, you know, stop the embarrassment. It's like, what do you say? Yeah, after you (laughs) see, after you see the picture of the pickle, there's nothing natural going on in any of these. (laughs) There's nothing natural about him at all. It's like, hey, so you you like working here? Uh, You come here often? (laughs) 
I went to go get an oh, I went to go get an endoscopy because I had really bad um indigestion and they literally were like, Oh, you're getting a colonoscopy today, right? And I was just like, Wait, what? Um <laughs> and they were I think they were serious. I don't know if the two were they I don't know. But anyway. Uh shout out to Nico Heischer's burner. Uh, Pubius, who he has been, uh, he's been a great follower and we talk, he's an old school fan, Kyle V, the bodyguard, Jake and bake, Neil Villapiano from Dale's devil state of mind podcast, the big tickle, Jersey Joe and YK TV smogs. Uh, thanks for all being involved and spreading the love and, uh, having some fun with, with the pickle, but appreciate that. Yeah, let's get to it. So, um, Devils' first game is on Tuesday, and this is for this is the first time that the Devils have entered the Stanley Cup playoffs with an actual chance of winning a playoff round in literally ten years. So, we when the year that Hall dragged us in, we, there was no chance that we were beating Tampa. We won the one game. We won Game Three, which I was there, and the atmosphere was amazing. I can't even imagine what the atmosphere is going to be like on Tuesday. Um, it kind of is a shame to me. I love that they're playing the Rangers, obviously, but it's kind of a shame to me that it's not going to be like a celebration of just Devils fans. There's going to be a ton of Ranger fans there, as always. And it's like I, I kind of wish that Devils fans had uh, maybe a round prior to the prior to the Ranger series to really be able to take it all in and have that place a hundred percent filled with Ranger uh, with Devils fans and no Ranger fans in there because it's been such an incredible season and we we deserve to have a big old party in, in our barn. And you know, we talked about it on the last episode. There were mosh pits at the last at the last Devils games and fans are doing funny stuff out in front of the place, like Nobody's having more fun than Devils fans right now, and I hope that I hope to continue to keep the ball rolling, and uh, to be original and to be creative and think of new ways to get fans involved and engage and come up with things for the team. Which we got to think of some more chance than just let's go Devils fifty times a game. We got to think of some new stuff. Um, I put together some Dawson Merger, uh, Mercer dog tags that I thought was kind of cool and just a way to kind of get people involved in the, in the podcast and in the team I, and have some fun. I with saw it. that. Did you save me a pair? Yeah, we got a bunch. So if you're out at the oh, game, we're going to be at the game Tuesday. It's going to be me, Pickle, my wife, and a, and a friend of uh, the family. And then Thursday, it's going to be me, my mom, my dad, and my oldest son, William. But if you're rocking a Dawson Mercer, Mercer jersey out in the lot or in the area around the around the arena, you get hooked up with a Dawson Mercer dog tag, and they're, they're actually pretty cool. I mean, it is what it is. It's a little it's a little fun gift that you get, and it's just kind of we're trying to spread that spread that vibe, kind of like um, you know, if you go to like certain concerts, certain bands, like fish or other things people make like stuff at home and they bring it and they sell it or they give it away or they do cool stuff just something stupid like stickers and stuff and uh we're gonna start doing some of that stuff and, and get people engaged in the team um, i don't think anybody will be in the parking lot miracle and anyone at this so no there's not going to be any miracles that's for sure <laughs> um which 
uh, you see that they they moved Billy Joel's concert from next Saturday night. They they gave it a they rescheduled it to April twenty, uh, whatever it was. Twenty fifth. What is today's? Is it the twenty fifth? Is that what they changed it to? Yeah, yeah. I think it was uh, from the twenty second to the twenty fifth. Yeah. So um, we we be, we basically we have the first four games all scheduled out. Next Saturday will be an eight o'clock game at Madison Square Garden. And um, shout out to the Brat Pack. The Brat Pack's going to be throwing a viewing party, which is going to be held um, basically right next to the arena. Let me pull it up real quick. Um, it's going to be Saturday night. There's going to be a viewing party uh, that's hosted by the Brat Pack. So we'll see what happens. This should be fun. Uh, let me pull it up. Here we go. It says, sponsors and guests, appearances to be announced, Devil's Fam Watch Party, American Whiskey, 8 o'clock. So that could be a good, fun place to where... You could be around all of us fellow Devil fans. You don't have to spend a ton of money on a ticket to to get in, um, and we can, ex- you know, everybody could get the watch the game together, especially on a Saturday night. But enough of all that. Let's dive into this matchup, um, and it's going to be a good one. And this is one that I think is going to it really sets up in the Devils' favor. And one of the reasons that it, it does is because the Devils. Um, the five-on-five play and the rush play. So at five-on-five, the Devils are just such a better team than the Rangers are. The Devils generated 303 more shots on goal while allowing 101 fewer at five-on-five compared to the Rangers. So that's a 404-shot swing between the two teams. It's huge. It's huge. The Devils posted uh, uh, 56.53 expected goals for percentage, which is second to only the Carolina Hurricanes, while the Rangers finished second, finished 22nd in the league in expected goal share. So what, what this says basically is that five on five and on the rush, the Devils are just a much, much better team than the Rangers. The the where the Rangers really excel, what we're not gonna do is we're not gonna bash the Rangers and how bad they are and be homers. We're gonna tell this like it is. Where the Rangers really are very good is um they can snipe. They are shooters and they will make you pay. And what's gonna happen is if they fall behind or they're not able to control us in the neutral zone and they can't keep up with our speed, they're going to be forced to rely on being extremely precise in their shooting. But if there's a team that could do it, 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 it is them. And you look at up and down their lineup, and I mean, their first line is Kreider, Zabanajad, and Kane. They can all shoot. They can all go to the net. Panarin, Trocek, and Tarasenko is their second line, who also, Tarasenko's shots, wicked. Panarin, obviously, is a sniper, and Trocek is good in front of the net. Um, the Devils are going to have to be 
The Devils are going to have to be very smart with the puck in their defensive zone. So here, let's get more into five-on-five five play. So head-to-head, head, um, these are Devils metrics that are head-to-head head between the Devils and the Rangers. So we owned 56, almost 57% of the shot attempts. Um, we owned shots on goal. We were 54.5%. The chances for we were 62.5%. But this is the biggest one. It's high danger scoring chances, 65.85%. So we completely dominate go. when it comes to high danger scoring chances. And expected goals is 10.16 compared to 6.88, which is basically 60%. So what this tells you is five on five, we drastically can tilt the ice in our favor. If the Rangers aren't able to finish and if the Rangers aren't able to really take advantage of any miscues that we make, we put them in a really weird position and a really tough position to come back. Now, the guy who is going to potentially drive play for us should be Jack Hughes. And he's had three goals and six points over four games versus the Rangers. Um, and he's generated 28 shots and 27 scoring chances, 12 of them which were high-danger opportunities over the course of just four games. So the, the Devils are going to have to use their speed through the neutral zone, and I really do think that they can tilt the ice. Now, the one problem with tilting the ice, and it's not a problem at all, it's actually it's that goaltending. The Rangers have very, very good goaltending. There's no doubt about it. So Shesterkin is, while he's not the goalie that he was last year, is still, I mean, he looks. He's a good goalie. He, he's very good. And to me, I think it's extremely important in game one to not let him catch fire because he can ruin the entire series for you. So this is. You know, we've noticed in the past, Shesterkin can be rattled. We've seen oh, him rattled, absolutely. right? Dad, I mean, how many times did we oh, see yeah. him? He, what series was it with last year where he oh. was he was melting? We've seen Shesterkin can melt. He's he's not the most mature kid. He definitely gets in his own head, and when things start kind of coming off the tracks a little bit, they can go way off the tracks. It's very important for the Devils to get out. On, in game one, and whether it's get out to a lead to him or crash the net on him or try to get him off of his game because you can't get him dialed in. That is a recipe for yeah. disaster. Once he's in the zone, it's hard. But I, I saw him just like a couple games ago. We, 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 we talked about this. He wound up, he, they had a couple extra whacks at the puck in front of him. And he was so pissed off at his D and stuff. He was so pissed off at his team. You could tell he, he just lost it. And, you know, the rest of the game was terrible for him. Um, he can be taken off the tracks. Yeah, so to me, um, I think the first game is actually extremely important to, to, for a lot of different reasons. If you could try to get into his head a little bit, 
which I love the Igor chants. Um, and we actually had an Igor chant going at Madison Square Garden, in the, Garden. in the first game that they played versus the Rangers. Um, but if if we can get into his head a little bit and just to prev- not even to like have him melt, but just to prevent him from possibly, you know, sh- striking fire, it could do the Devils a lot of good. Um, they need to um, finish on grade A scoring chances. And that's what it comes down to. So he's not going to give you any easy goals. You're not going to score a fluky goal on him. What's going to, where you're going to score is it's going to be a legit, they're going to be legit high danger scoring chances. And they're going to come from off the rush. And they're going to come when the Rangers defense is trying to jump into the play. The Rangers aren't meant, they can't skate with us. So. This is uh, this is very very favorable for us, and what I think it's going to lead to, it's going to lead to our defense jumping into the play big time. So the best way to keep a guy like Fox, um, or even Keandre Miller, out of, you know, to neutralize them, is to make sure that they're playing in their own zone. Um. And and we'll go through some of the matchups here, but what do you? I think I think keeping them in their own zone is important. I think that they're going to come out. You know, Truba. You could. You know, last last year's playoffs. I mean, he was head hunting out there. I think that they're going to try and be physical with us. I think the way we beat them is not to play their game, not to try and match up with them physically because they're going to be trying to, you know, smear Hughes and Brat and, you know, those guys uh, up against the boards and stuff. you got to try and avoid that and take advantage of that. Um, you know, we're faster. They're, they're a little bigger, a little more physical than us. And, you not, know, not much. if we put our, our guys that have shined this year, you know, against them have been guys like Hughes and stuff like that. I just, this is my opinion. I just see a guy like Truba trying to, you know, just trying to take him out the first him, Kreider, uh, trying to take him out. Like, uh, yeah, you're very, you're very, you're very concerned. You're very concerned about Truba. You've, 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 that's something that you've been bringing up over and over and over. And it's like, well, that's his, that's his, that's his MO. With people that, with with people that take runs at people like that, especially if you're talking about an open ice hit, which I'm assuming you are because Hughes does not play against the wall. It's then you, first of all, Hughes is very elusive to where I, I think it's, I think it would be very, the chances of him getting creamed in the open ice are not very high. Um, and if they are, I, I believe that you, you can really get yourself caught out of position. And th- and that's the thing that I, you know, if you're a Ranger fan, you've dealt with before you've seen Truba try to take people out and you better be sure. good. You yeah. better be good because if no, you're not, it's you going to make way. it. Yeah. You have you Jesper, better make contact. You have Jesper Bratt and you have Palat on the ice with, with Jack Hughes too, to where if he can make a, a quick pass, it could lead to an odd man rush. What, you know, 
you look at you look at the the um, additions that the Rangers made in the in the before the trade deadline, and they added Patrick Kane and they added Tarasenko, and you know one of the one of the deficiencies in the Rangers game is their play away from the puck. So the Rangers play really good when they have the puck on their stick. It's when the other team has the puck, they're not very good unless they're forechecking, which they're pretty good at forechecking and creating turnovers and making you pay for it. But besides that, they're not good in the neutral zone and they're really not good in their defensive zone. Um, uh, when they when you talk about play away from the puck, the additions of Kane and Tarasenko really these are two players that compound that problem for the Rangers. Kane does not play any he he basically gives no effort for fifty percent of the game, maybe even more. Maybe if you want to break it up into the defensive zone, neutral zone, offensive zone. It's like he only plays in the offensive zone. He's horrible away from the puck. Uh, For sure. So what happens is um, it leaves an opportunity for defensemen to jump into the play because they're so busy trying to create like kind of gimmicky turnovers and and, and being aggressive in the offensive zone that what it does is it leads to odd man rushes the other way. And this is where guys like this is why Luke Hughes, if he was going to play in the playoffs, this would be the ideal situation for him because he's playing versus a team that will allow him to jump into the play because they don't really back check and they try to get too aggressive in the offensive zone, which leads to odd man rushes. So while I don't and we'll get into Luke Hughes, but I really like. I really like Dougie Hamilton in this series, and I also really like Damon Severson in this series. And I think Severson, we're going to go over, I have, I have a little thing. It's called Pick Your Unsung Hero in this, in this series. I think Damon Severson, oh, wow. I think Damon Severson is going to be an X factor. Now, in, in the defensive zone, is he going to make a stupid play? Like, you never know. I mean, that's something that has plagued him his entire career. But he's obviously got a really great first pass. He's got a stretch pass. He could play on the power play. I just like him jumping into the play. He actually has hands, and he could shoot really good. He's got a good release. I like Severson to kind of be a sneaky threat that people really aren't thinking about um, and hopefully can be an addition and add some offense in this series due to the lack of defensive capability and and pressure by you know you you go through it's Panarin, Tarasenko, Kane, none of those guys none of those guys play good away from the puck. Now, so they they have Vinny Trocheck playing on the second line. Vinny Trocheck is definitely a uh responsible player, but our second line you're talking about putting Jack Hughes with Brat and Palat up against them, I think we could dominate that second line. I think that is a very, very favorable matchup for us. And then you see what the Nico line has done, and it's like Nico will be up against Mika Zibanejad. Patrick Keane would be up against Dawson Mercer. And 
Thomas Tatar would be up against Kreider. I kind of like that matchup too. Now the one I think, I think all of our lines match up pretty good. They're even like you know. Then you go to the the kid line, their third line. So I the, mean, Holla. So the third line is obviously been like driving play for the Rangers recently, and they have they've 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 played well. Um, but if you were to, if you were to put Timo Meyer on the third line the way that we have and play him with Holla and Boquist. I love that matchup. So, like, Kako's known for being good playing along the boards. Um, Lafreniere is supposed to be a power forward. It's like I would put Timo Meyer up against either of those guys. Heedle's good. Heedle's real good, but um, he doesn't have the experience that Halla has. And all we need is Boquist. To, is all we need from him is to forecheck, play good in open ice, play responsible defensively play good away from the puck, which are all things that he's kind of been doing all season. I think our matchup in the top three lines is very favorable on all three lines. The fourth line, they have Barclay, Goudreau, Tyler Mott, and Jimmy VC, And that is a really good fourth line. I think Tyler Mott is a hell of a player. Goudreau plays very tough. And you look at our fourth line and you wonder who you're going to get. And that's like one of the, this is one of the variables to me that I see when I look at our matchups and you think of, you know, are we going to get the miles wood that we got the last two games, which if we do, that would be a huge addition for our team for sure. Are you, are you going to pop on a positive note? uh, What do you call it? Did skate today. So um, McLeod skated today. So he's, he's up. He's good. He's better. Well, we don't know if he's good. Um, did he skate with the team or did he skate solo? He did. He, no, he skated with the team today. Okay. They said everybody was out there except for, uh, I think, Timo has uh, food poisoning. Mm. Um, it's TP time. Um, but um, <laughs> you, wonder, you wonder if Mike McLeod is going to be able to scratch the lineup and then, you know, if if McLeod is in the lineup and it's you put the BMW line back together, I think that that would be, I think it's an even matchup. But I, I really do. I, I think this matches up really, really well for us. I also saw in practice today that they had a scrimmage and the two goaltenders were Vitek Vanacek and Akira Schmid. Did you see that? As it should be. As it should be. I think uh, you know, not ha- not hating on Blackwood, but you know, look at he, he, what did he have? Twenty stops, came in, won, pretty much won the game for us. I mean, he was phenomenal. How could you not play him? He's he's he is the most sound positional goaltender. I mean, he's confidence. You know, he gives me confidence. Yeah, I know. Uh, he he looks he looks like the real deal, and you know. The truth is, Mackenzie Blackwood just has not worked out with this team. Um, you go back to the Taylor Hall year. I mean, that's five years ago. That is a long time to give somebody a leash to be good because that's what we're—that's what he's hanging his head on at the, at this point because he has not been good for a very long time. Not to mention the guy's always hurt. So if you can't rely on him, it really puts you in a weird a weird spot. Um, 
But I think I, I, I think, think that saw, that final the last end. I think that that final game really summed up everything uh, and made it very easy for Lindy Ruff. As much as he wants to go with playoff experience and thinks maybe he owes it to Mackenzie Blackwood or this or that, I think that that ship has sailed. And I would not be surprised if we never see Mackenzie Blackwood in a Devils uniform ever again. I wouldn't be surprised. I also wouldn't be surprised if he went somewhere else and gave him a fresh start. Um, the guy obviously is capable of, you know, of playing good, you know, playing good games. But, you know, I don't know, man. Just watching him with his shoulders slumped slump down all the time. I don't think that, you know, I think he, he pretty much knows. He needs a change of, change of scenery. He needs something. Yeah, you look at what you look at what a change of scenery did for Pavel Zaka. I mean, exactly. Zaka yeah. had a breakout season, twenty something goals. You know, he's getting getting awards from the Boston Bruins. We all knew that Pavel Zaka could be a good player. He showed flashes of brilliance. He just wasn't able to put it all together. Sometimes a lack of motivation. I think like we definitely did not do the kid any favors. We yo-yoed him up and down the lineup, and we benched him and we put him in and he had are we talking about Holtz or Zaka (laughs) (laughs) too soon um sorry yeah I just you know we didn't help him out and I feel like that's a great point dad I feel like you're bringing up you know you bring up Alex Holtz it's like obviously whatever coaching decisions Lindy Ruff made this year were correct because we we had the most successful regular season in the history of the franchise but you wonder what could have been of the development of Alex Holt. And um, and I'm curious to see, like, I don't think, th- it, this doesn't mean it's over for him. I think he's definitely going to end up being a contributing player on the big squad, whether it's next year or the year after. I'm, I don't know. But this, is, this isn't the end of Alex Holt. And actually, in the last episode, we had brought up who is going to be your dark horse or a guy that, that you're not that no one suspects that's going to come and and really make a move next year and be a, an important player on the roster? And I said Alex Holt, and I, while I mean that, and I do think that he's going to be important, I actually the real answer is Nemitz. But I feel like I'm such an I'm so Nemitz heavy at this point, and I'm so all in on him <laughs> that like I don't want it to just be well, redundant. So I, I'm like trying to I'm actually giving answers that I I actually gave an answer that isn't my number one choice just to like save a little face because I don't want people to think I'm so in on Nemitz. Um, being that I had the jersey, why? Because you were the first one to ever buy the Nemitz jersey. Yeah, and it, and it's like I just. <laughs> I really, really like he had another goal last night. The Utica Comets clinched the playoff spot. He yeah, won the game winner. He won the most improved player on the team award from the team. Um, and you look at what he's doing, and he plays a very similar type game to Luke Hughes. They play it's it's very, very similar. I think the hockey IQ on both of them are very high. Skating, they're great skaters. I mean Luke is probably a little bit better of a skater, but Nemitz is a really, really strong skater. I think you guys are going to be very surprised with his edge work and his ability. He's a guy that who he prides himself. His biggest attribute that he claims is his first pass, 
and being able to activate and transition from defense to offense. So these are all things that when you have a bunch of speedy forwards and you have the the forward group that we do is going to be so important and it's just going to parlay this um, transition game that we have even more. You have to feel good about, you know, if this is Severson's last go of it with the team, you're not going to be able to resign him. He's going to deserve more money. He's going to go play in Canada somewhere, guaranteed. I have no doubt about that. It's going to be Western Canada for sure. And... And you, you, you know, you feel a little bit more comfortable partying with him, partying with him, knowing that you have a Luke Hughes and a Nemitz in the wings. You know, Nemitz plays the right side, uh, so it would probably be Nemitz taking over his position in the future. But you know, you saw what Luke Hughes did the other night, and it took literally like it takes him half. It took him half a game, and he was just totally in. You know, I brought up Dad like in the last episode. The kid was literally playing collegiate hockey, which is very competitive. So I'm not, no diss to, to collegiate hockey, but he was playing collegiate hockey a week ago. And then he gets his first start. They make him the seventh defenseman and they shelter him. And next thing you know, he's second on the team in ice time one game later with 21, logs 21 minutes, scores a game winning goal and started looking really, really comfortable to where he wasn't just you know, he wasn't just trying to dish the puck and make the safe play. He was actually just starting to play hockey. Like, and it was, it was really encouraging to see. Unfortunately, I don't think that there's a spot for him in the opening night roster going into the playoffs. What do you think about Luke Hughes going into the playoffs? Yeah, I don't, I don't see how you can play him. I think uh, ball is playing really well. Um, I don't, I don't see how, you know, unless they did another, uh, unless they did another seven and 11. Um, but I just, I don't, I can't see how you could take ball out of the lineup. He's, you know, he's pretty solid. He's proven that he's pretty good offensively too. Uh, he's a good stay at home guy. It's like, you know, he's, 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 you know, he's checking all the boxes. So I don't know. I would love to see him play. I mean, you saw that he was trying not to make a mistake his his first game and just sitting, you know, staying home. And I was waiting to see him, you know, do that glide up the ice and stuff that, that you know, he could do. And it was like, you know, you know, unfortunately, he did jump into play one time. He got we got scored upon, but it was you know uh, Jack turned it over. Um, he's he's going to be amazing. I think when he's, I think that his confidence will grow and grow very quickly. And I wish he could play the first round. I wish he could play the first round, but I don't know that they're going to put him in that position. Um, you know, it's hard to jump right into you go from point. it's yeah. I mean, it's it's that's a, that's a tremendous jump. That's like going from peewees to you know to uh, but Kill McCarr did it, but Kill McCarr did it, you know, that's what everybody says. And it's like, yeah, you know what, everybody's it's, not it's, Kill McCarr, and also, exactly, also, they like, didn't have our defense either. Well, they didn't, I don't think they were as deep in defense, were they? Well, it's not so much that is that they needed a guy that could play on the power play. They needed someone that could jump into the play. So it's a little bit different. 
If you were to say to us, you know what we need? Maybe we didn't have Damon Severson, let's say. Let's say this was next year. You would say, well, we need a guy Absolutely, that we need yeah. a guy that could quarterback the second power play, and we need a guy that can move the puck and skate with the puck. This would be a great opportunity for him to jump in, but it's not that situation. If anything, we need to get a little heavier on the back end. That's not what he's bringing us, obviously. So um, I, I don't see a spot for him. I think it would be insanity for them to run seven defensemen out there with 11 forwards. I think that's ridiculous. Um, yeah, I, I think that would be a terrible idea. That would be a horrible idea. But um, I do think that you're going to have Schmid playing backup, who I feel very comfortable with. I think that if we can, you know, you know Shesterkin's going to start every game. And Vitek's going to start every game. So I think you, you can't let Shesterkin get hot. One of the most important things about this entire series will be staying out of the penalty box. And, and this sure. is where you, Miles Wood, and, and even like Dougie, and I mean, you cannot take stupid penalties. So, um, there's only four teams that have scored more goals on the power play than the Rangers. They're very, very good. And like, this is what I get back to when I talk about like they can snipe. If you give them space, you're done. You are done. You need to be very. You need to be very heavy um, and quick and t- and on them and don't give them too much space on the penalty kill. If you end up leaving someone open and they tic-tac-toe it, so be it. But don't just let them pass the puck around because they will finish. Um, what's good is the Devils rank uh, top five in the following co- categories while shorthanded. So uh, attempts against, they were fourth in the league. Chances against, they were second in the league. High danger scoring chances against, fifth in the league. Expected goals against, fourth in the league. Goals against, fourth in the league. So we have a lot of penalty killers. This is where getting Mike McLeod back would definitely help us. This, um, despite the strength of the penalty kill, we have to be very disciplined. And you, yeah, just, you don't want to be put in that position. Yeah. Like, you have to rely on them all the time. You're not going to win if you take too many penalties straight up. And no. also, no. You, have to, you have to realize that the Rangers are actually really good on the penalty kill as well. So um, if you have an opportunity, you, you have to finish. That, that's going to be like pretty much, that's going to be the story. It's going to be our speed. We're going to get the odd man, rush, odd man rushes. It's going to be, are you going to let Shesterkin steal a game from you? Or are you going to be able to finish? One of the things that scares me a little bit is the confidence that we all have going into this series. Like a lot of people think that we could win this in five games, six games. It's like, let's not get too confident. That that scares me a little bit because if if this kid catches fire, so I, to to me the the entire series comes down to our speed, which will lead to odd man rushes, which will lead to high danger scoring chances. And if we could finish on our high danger scoring chances, we win. You're going to have to put up, you want to put up three plus goals on Shesterkin per night. If it comes down to 
When you talk about scoring chances, it's going to come down to the Rangers as well. If you turn the puck over in your own zen, in your own end, they will bury it on you. So you have to be smart getting out of your zone. You have to transition quickly. Um, and once you do that, that's their biggest flaw. They're not good on transition back to defense. Which is, you know, why they have these defensemen that are constantly jumping into the play and are really good. I mean, Adam Fox is great. And and Keandre Miller is really good, too. Um, but, like, let's be real. Like, it's going to be Truba and it's going to be Lindgren that, in my opinion, are going to be the most important players because I think a lot of the game is going to be played in the in the Rangers' defensive zone, and it's going to be Lindgren and Truba that really they're going to rely on them to get the puck out of their zone. Lindgren's sick, and I think he's I think he's still hurt, um, but he's a guy where you might want to finish your checks when it comes to him because if you can wear him down, he's a very very important part of that team. He took a puck to the face the other night. Did you see that? I know, I know, and he's. It's amazing that he's always getting hurt, which you know. He plays hard. He's always doing. He plays real hard. He plays real hard. But we joke a lot of times about the Nico face. Like there's the Rangers have the Lingren face. I mean, he's constantly getting like welled upon because he's you know he's taking them for the team. What's What's crazy is getting. Good. Getting hit in the face the other the other night was just it was it was that was uh, that was sickening. It was like oh my god. He, he ended up being fine. Um, and the what, what's crazy to go into the special teams is that you know the Rangers are really good on the power play. Uh, the Devils are really good on the penalty kill, and then the Devils are now pretty good on the power play. Like um, since they got Timo Meyer. They're top 10 in power play shooting percentage since they got him. So he's a guy that can finish and they can move it around. Sometimes it feels like they, they're not having any luck, but um, special teams is going to be a big deal. You have to make sure that we stay out of the box. We have to make sure that we finish our chances. And you can't give the puck away in your own end. And I think if we do that and we play with speed, I think the Devils win this in six games. I bought tickets. Yeah, it's I, I, you know, it, it's not going to be a sweep. We know that. Um, it's you know, we would love it to be, but we know that's not that. If you look at their past history playing each other, I mean, it's a, always a long, drawn-out series, and this should be no different. I hate Ranger fans. I hate Ranger fans. They are the cockiest, like. You would think that they've won 30 Stanley Cups. You would think that they were the New York Yankees. Right. You know what I mean? They, they act like they're Yankee yeah. fans. And it's like, dude, you probably never even seen them win a Stanley Cup. It's like, yeah. Exactly. Ranger, won, Ranger they, fans They, they haven't so... won. And we've won three. You know, we've won three. The last one was the year before we won our first one. Well, they've won one Stanley so, Cup in like 80 years, in 83 years. Right. Exactly. So it's exactly. like. Exactly to see how cocky they are all the time. It's like, wow. Um, it's going to be Billy, explain one thing to me. Mm. Explain one thing, please explain how we sell out Columbus 
we spell, uh, we sell out the Columbus game and there were so many tickets available so that, you know, these knuckleheads could come across the river and fill the seats there. It's like, I was so surprised that there were so many tickets that we had so many tickets available for this series. I figured that, you know, I figured they would go really, really fast. They're 500 bucks a piece, dude. No, I know, but still in all, I mean, we have, <laughs> what do you mean? We went a little o- overboard. They're $500 we were- a piece. I mean, that's a lot of money. They, hey, they did. They went through support and your team. Yeah. Some people can't afford to <laughs> give their entire paycheck away for a hockey game. You know what I mean? Like I think there's people that are, have already, and I'll, I'll speak on my behalf. Like everybody's overextended. It's too expensive. It's too expensive, which is kind of cool. That's, that's like why, you know, the Brat Packs thing that he's doing at American Whiskey on Saturday night is a cool opportunity to go and celebrate with fellow devil fans and not have to pay $500 right. to get into the building. Like, and you're in work and it's like, that's cool. Like we, you need more stuff like that. Um, right. And, and shout out to all the people that cover the devils. Like, you know, uh, I was talking to Sam Wu and I was talking to uh, Neil Villapano from Devil's State of Mind podcast. And it's like, there is a really awesome community of people that are surrounding this team right now. And dad, thanks for, you know, kind of giving me the push to get into all this. I didn't think it would turn into this, but um, there's been a quick following uh, when it comes to the trap podcast, which I'm, I'm extremely grateful for. And I've had a lot of fun with it. And, I don't take it too serious. And I, I, I mean, I'm literally just doing it for fun. Whenever I don't plan on monetizing this at any time or, or whatever, like this is just a, a public forum for us to talk about the devils that we would be doing on any normal time. Like, you know, me and the big tickle recorded an episode after the Luke Hughes goal the other night. And, and my dad was, was laid up. So he wasn't able to get on and he called me the next morning. It was Friday morning. I'm at work and he, he basically tried to have a podcast with me o- over the phone. Like I'm talking- <laughs> I was so disappointed you, that I wasn't there to answer some of those questions that you were asking. You started like, comparing who's like the most, yeah. you started comparing who's the players. Who's you start, this? Yeah. You started like saying all this stuff and I'm like, dad, I'm at work, man. Like, I'm sorry. I got, I gotta, I gotta let you go. Yeah. I'm like, you were, you were so jazzed Get your up. your priorities straight, son. You were so jazzed up. Um, but this is going to be a really, really fun series, and I hope to see everybody out there. We're going to try to get out to the to the Prudential Center pretty early. We're going to leave uh, Asbury around 4 o'clock, so we should be up there by 4.45. And hopefully the weather holds out, and it's nice, and everybody can hang out outside and have some drinks. Ugh, I just don't want to – I hate being around Ranger fans. I really do. But I did buy tickets to get – to game six. And the sad part about it is that the, the people that that do come to, to the Rock that are Ranger fans are actually the real fans. Like, if you go to MSG. Oh, fuck that. They're a bunch they're of shitbags. They're all corporate. Yeah, they're all corporate seats. And people no, that, the people at the Rock, the people at the, the Rock, game. the people at the Rock are shitbags, Dad. The people at the Rock, a lot of them are no, people that can't. There's no doubt about it. They can't there's afford no tickets to go it, to. But, some of those guys are just people that can't afford tickets to go to watch the Rangers at the garden and, and they're, they're grease ball, they're grease ball shit bags. They really are like, <laughs> I, I'm like, let's just call it like it is like, some wait, of, wait, wait. Would, 
What? You were asking the biggest surprise of you were asking the biggest surprise of the year, and I would have definitely jumped all over that and said, "Dano talking about Shaq wearing a uh, guinea tape." A guinea tape. <laughs> <laughs> that was that was the most oh, New Jersey thing so, ever. That uh, was, it was so good. It was, was not good. I could see him drinking a Snapple iced tea, eating a. a uh, Taylor ham and cheese on a bagel. Oh my God. Saying that, that's like, that is so Jersey. That, yeah. It's like, you're not from Western Canada anymore, dude. I'm sure there's a bunch of, it- I'm them. sure there was a bunch of Italian guys sitting around like, dude, what the fuck is he saying right now? Like, you can't be talking like that. <laughs> you're on national TV. Yeah, anyways, dude. I don't think I don't think that I don't think that's super insulting. Uh, uh, I don't. You I don't, know, you're you're part Italian. You're part Italian. Yeah, so I know. Did you feel insulted? It's not. That's not. I don't know. I don't. I don't even. I think. Yeah. Let's just let it lay. Um. Either All way. Right. Either way. Right. I'm going to. I got tickets to Game Six at the Garden. And uh, I'm encouraging other Devil fans to try to get some tickets to, to you know, we should show up at the Garden, too. You're going to have all these all these Ranger fans showing up at the Rock. Let's show up at the Garden and show out because we have a better product. It's like we're going to be able to celebrate in front of them. Game six could very well be the game that we put them away. Um, but, yeah, so I'm going to be there. If anybody else is going to the Garden and wants – Devils fans and wants to meet up for drinks and stuff prior to the game, if it gets to game six, um, please reach out to me because we'll be looking for fellow uh, Devil fans to, to, to hang with. So, um, Yes, re- remember to wear your helmet exiting there too. Uh, you're so, Last you're year, so the ca- Tampa you're fan. So, you're so <laughs> caught up on shit, dude. It's like <laughs> – oh, my God. That was terrible last year. Yeah, it was. That's, it was. That's, that's MSG. Well, um, yeah, Dad, thanks for joining. Glad to hear that you're feeling better. Yep, all better. How many games you got us? Thank. How many games? What, what do you think? I have us. I have us in six. I would say. I would love to say five. I would love to say five because I'd love to see them do it at home. But. You know, I know it's going to be. I know we should go in there and just take control, and you know, it should be a real easy series for us. But it, but it's not going to be an easy series. They have playoff, uh, you know, they have playoff experience, and they do. They have experience. You know, it's exactly, and it's Devils Rangers, so it's it's going to be. Uh, Bloody hard fought. Yeah, man. Series. But I'm ready. Well, thank you for joining us. Thank you all for listening to the Trap Podcast. Continue to support the team. And we will see you in Nork on Tuesday. Look at them go. Look at them kick. Makes you wonder how the other half lives. Every single one of us, the devil inside, devil inside, devil inside. Every single one of us, the devil inside. Oh. Here come the world. 